Love my family, love my faith, love the morning breath I take. I'm a free loving man. Now I won't tell you what to do. Mind your P's and I mind my Q's. I'm a free loving man. Turn off the state run so called news. Mainstream feed ain't no good for you. Oh, free loving man. Now I paid my taxes, did my job. Fell asleep, well enough's enough. For free loving man. So if you win, it's always honey, grab my yellow vest. I'm a free loving man. If you have SOS, honey, grab my yellow vest. I'm a free love man. Now, speech is hate, hate a crime. What is love if not out of time for free love man? Here's to Jordan, Mr. Jones, Ezra and Tommy Robinson. Yeah, the free love. We're live. Welcome, Jeremy. Are you there? Welcome, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Is everything everything working? Click on my mic. It's like a Star Wars. Wars. (laughs) We are live. And I was just, as we were doing this, um, I'm emailing our guest (laughs) because he's having trouble with the link. So hopefully if he's watching this, dude, I just sent you the link. Uh, I hope you can get on. Otherwise, our show is going to end about a half hour early today without our special guest, uh, Zach Guff McGuffey, who is the creator of something called 22 Until Valhalla. So he's going to come on and um, talk about that with us. I saw there was a um, a link that came out, not a link, a post. Someone posted something about Valhalla on an IW page. And I never really gave it much thought. I never like what it is. I mean, I know it's something with Vikings and like where warriors go or something like that when they die. But right. people got people got really like like bent over it they were like well technically valhalla and it's like i i don't know man i just think it's kind of a cool concept where warriors go you get a lot of people who are true into the lore behind vikings and the whole culture and if you don't if you don't do things say things right proper time for (laughs) etc people will will throw you under the bus and fast really that's so weird to me it's for anything man you 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 Tell them, hey man, I I know about this branch or I know about this this business. And if you don't have your shit in a row, they're like, hey man, this is this is what you said. This is not right. And they're gonna they're and then they're out you pretty quick too. All over social media. Seriously, I've never. Dude, so this is like a Viking religion, like they are Thor worshippers. And I I I I just really fucked that up tonight. I hope not. But there's a few there's a few people that I know now that have literally gotten themselves tested to be behind the whole Norse, wow. uh, you know, mythologies, have everything, just trying to be real Viking. Like, man, I'm like such and such Viking. You know, it's people, people really, really get into it. You know what, dude, I'm fine with it. Right. I don't, I don't give a shit. Right. I grew up, I grew up Catholic. And then I remember when I was like seven years old. That was makes that, sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. No, I grew up Catholic. I got confirmed and all that stuff, but I was like, I don't know, maybe let's say eight years old, maybe a little bit older, eight or nine. And uh, I'm sitting downstairs in the basement. This sounds like this sounds like a bad Catholic story. So there I am alone in the basement. And uh, we know I was with my what we used to call CCD class. And we're down there and we're learning about Jesus and all that stuff. And the priest comes down 
And he's like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm here to answer all your, any of your questions. And I was like, sweet. Uh, how do you know that? Um, what, what was it? How do you know you go to heaven when you die? And he's like, Oh, you just, you just know. And I was like, well, how do you know, isn't that kind of like living forever? And I just started hitting him with these questions and his answers were like, just shut up and believe, man. Just shut up. Stop asking the questions. And I remember at that young age, I was like, I think this might be, I think this might be a setup. <laughs> I'm like, I think that maybe this might not be real. Um, not that I think it's not real. I just don't know. I don't know. Right. If you freaking know, then let me know. Cause I don't know. I mean, Thor could be the way of path of light. I don't know if I'm screwing that whole thing up, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. The God of thunder. Yeah. I mean, it's, and then my things. And then as a, as a kid growing up Catholic with, that, I didn't know we were going to go down this direction, but as a kid growing up Catholic like that, uh, and my, my, my grandmother was very Irish. And so, I mean, that's like superstition and really heavy right. <laughs> into religion. I was convinced I'm going to hell. I'm like, so as a young age, I'm like, ah, I'm already on my way to hell. I ate a pepperoni stick on my birthday. I mean, on a Friday. Oh man. <laughs> so it's like, it, it was, it was terrible. I wish people just kind of were like, I don't know. I mean, why, why can't priests or, well, I, I, I guess that's priests? just going against, no, I was going to say, why can't they just be like, well, I don't know. This could be what's going on. And some of them are, um, I wish I remember that documentary I saw, but the priest was like, he actually said, he's like, I don't know. This is what I believe. And this is what I go through. And I'm like, Hey, that's it. My father-in-law is like that too. Right. Uh, he, I, I would call him a devout practicing Catholic, but it, in, okay. in his case, it sounds like it's, you know, this is what I grew up with and it's just the answer that I have for, for what, what we do here in this life. Yep. Like, All right. Yeah. I get that. I don't usually tell them my opinions because I'm so, um, frightened. I will be disowned from the family. Yeah. <sighs> so with that said, I hope you're not watching. Um, I mean, I hope you're watching just not forget it intro music was our latest friend his name is russ robeson that's free love and man uh check him out free love and man that's all you have to do is really put that in there and he looks like he wouldn't be on our side if you know what i mean but he totally is and he's taken a lot of heat for it um so i'll put i'll put links down in the the show notes uh, but if you put russ robeson r-o-b-s-o-n and i think it's russ ropes and music on instagram check out his stuff and that song will get stuck in your head i went to bed last night uh, cause I was getting everything ready for tonight's show and I was playing that song and it was just going over and over and over in my head. And just now when Jeremy, we're setting everything up for this episode, I was singing it in the background. So check it out. I hope you get, they call that an earworm. I hope you get an earworm. An ear, I mean, last time I heard anything about earworms, I'm pretty sure that wasn't a good thing. No, that's, that's when you get a, a song stuck in your head. That's like the term for it. Yes, um, I know that. Do you ever wake up at like two in the morning and you're not, you're not sleeping well because it's stuck in your head and yes. it's like your dreams have this. It's, it's a, I hate it. I hate it when that shit happens. Oh, we got to do our uh, disclaimer. So I'm trying something new. So I'm not always looking down on the last, like the last <clears> episode. <throat> I actually wrote my notes out today. So we'll see how. No shit. All works. right. Yeah, yeah. The views of 21 Guns live stream host Kevin Sullivan and Jeremy Walton and all subsequent guests are strictly the opinions of the individual and do not represent an official position of any previous or future guests or associated organizations. Everything stated during the episode is to be taken at face value as open discussion and individual opinion. If you have issues with anything said or implied here to therefore, 
I just added that. I don't know what that means. Uh, I recommend you as a listener, do your own research and draw your own conclusions and send any and all hate mail to insanemarine at gmail.com. How did that go? Uh, I'm going to correct you there. It's uh, insanemarine69 at gmail.com. Of course it is. Of course it is. Okay. So to, it, it, in, all, in all seriousness, real quick, because a lot of people think 6ix9ine, like, oh my God, you're perverted. I'm a jarhead. So yes, yes, little, little behind it. But um, mm -hmm. it was created when I was on my first deployment and my ex-wife had created it. Marines are insane. Most of us are. My first name is six letters. Her first name is nine letters. And I've just been too lazy to change it. It's been that way ever since. Okay. And now I just associate it as the perverted side because I don't care for it. So, Do you still have her name tattooed anywhere on your body? I have never had a woman's <laughs> name tattooed on my body ever. I and I never will. Consciously um, or unconsciously. <laughs> when I went to flight school, what I wanted to do was change my email to gone flying, kind of like gone fishing. I thought that would be cool, but it was taken. Every, I mean, back in those days, there were two email companies, <laughs> AOL and Yahoo. They were, it yep. was all taken. So I, I did Sully's flying and that's why I have the uh, Sully's flying. I've had that for almost 20 years now. Really? That's awesome, Kevin. Way to keep listeners be talking about your email. That's exciting stuff. Announcements. You guys might notice that tonight is Thursday. If you didn't know that, I just totally either fucked your week because <laughs> you thought it was Friday or I added a little bonus to your week because you thought it was Wednesday. So hopefully it was the uh, Wednesday one. Uh, we're going to start doing the episodes on Thursday nights, eight o'clock. It's just a little switch. Um, we're working with Dan Mallard, who just was on with Call Sign Silkies. I was watching Correct. that with you. Uh, yes. We're going to merge those shows. And as such, we're going to probably change the name. I think we should change the name. Uh, Soup Sandwiches, if, yeah. And Call Sign Silkies. I mean, we, have, we, have, we have Soup Sandwich, which is great. Mm -hmm. I think we need to do something that's a little more equalized. Um, I just think, how, tell me if this is crazy. How about... 21 gun live <laughs> 21 gun live it. episode uh or or maybe the listeners and the people who are on right now can write little comments in the comment section and say what i think this should be called and if you like call signs and maybe everyone loves call sign silk because they love that name freaking right. we'll do it i don't care we'll do it this is your show this is a reverent warriors uh episode these live ones so um yeah whatever you want or we'll just do 21 gun. i don't know i don't care i got other stuff i gotta do moving right along <laughs> uh da, 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 21 gun this week if you didn't check out the episode on monday i had jerry share on jerry share uh directed a movie she's an emmy award winning director she directed a movie called quiet explosions i got it uh to see a sneak peek of it i don't know what they call it a screener uh it's it's phenomenal you guys have heard me talk about this ad nauseum and i apologize but i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about it again Traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress are very, very similar. Alex Bratt is actually on the cutting edge of this himself. Um, the old treatments where they were just throwing SSRIs, SNR, that's your like Zoloft and Xanax and uh, Effexor and Ambient, all that stuff. That stuff is, is to the wayside because it, as far as I was concerned, it didn't make me feel better. And I'm pretty sure if you're on it right now, uh, it doesn't make you feel better. So the, the movie is about Dr. Mark Gordon. Again, you've probably heard me say this a million times, but I don't care. It's important. Dr. Mark Gordon uh, is the director of Millennium Health, Millennium Health, and he works with Andrew Marr. All these guys were, well, 
Dr. Gordon hasn't been, but Andrew Marr was on my podcast, uh, is the founder with his brother, Adam Marr of Warrior Angels Foundation. Check them out, waftbi.org. The movie's going to come out. What we're going to try to do, I've been talking with Jerry about this, is is maybe do some sort of screener or something like we did with A Grunt's Life. Um, if you're with Be Vet cool. TV, if you're with vet TV, she is interested in talking to someone over there. Cause maybe, I don't know. I don't know how that part works when you have movies and distribution, but this is a really, really intense and important, um, uh, documentary. And I would like you go actually don't, you know now that we're talking about it, let me just, am I still screen sharing? You should be. Okay. Let me just screen share this. Okay. Oh, I have to pull it up first. We'll do it like this, Jeremy. There we go. There you go. There's my brazers. <laughs> I know what I said. Okay, here we go. Four, three, two, one. Oh. I had just become incredibly emotionally numb, and, and I had absolutely no. That's Andrew Marr, former Green Beret, uh, breacher. All of a sudden, it felt like somebody hit me in the stomach with a sledgehammer. Like I don't sleep at night. I'm in pain all the time. How many people do you know that this sounds like? Probably at least one or two, to be honest. And I hurt my shoulder, took a shot from the shoulder and the head. So both the shoulder and most of the concussion. I did not play. Matter of fact, I didn't even know my name, Mark. And a buddy came in a couple hours later, and that's when he found me and rushed me to the hospital because he couldn't. I had no heartbeat. He couldn't find a heartbeat or anything like that. When I was first picked up at the airport and brought to the hospital, and I first saw my dad. I was very frightened that he didn't really know That's my Dr. Name. Mark Gordon. And that's Jerry Cher's that. daughter. I would be charged really? yeah, yeah. all the time. This guy. Brain scans that Listen. I've done, they show that I've had hundreds if not thousands of concussions. I really just had these feelings bottling up, the feelings of depression, the feelings of suicide just became so great that I didn't feel safe. There's such an issue in this country when it comes to mental health. And that's why we're seeing so many of the vets coming back and committing that's suicide. That's Dr. Gordon. Watch, it's going to flag us for that song because we're showing the trailer. Ah, <laughs> uh, I bet you're right. <laughs> figure out how to make life worth living again. The winner of Survivor. If I watch that episode. This literature has been out there for years. No one's taken advantage of it. The trainer comes out, they put up how many, and you say four, and they go, well, that's close enough. <laughs> we're talking about a brain here, right? We're talking about a brain. And every single piece of real estate is extremely important. I might only have one match, but I can make an explosion. So there's the website. Check it out. It's going to be on, uh, I don't know, video on demand starting in, in November. And then by 2021, she said early 2021, it should be on Amazon Prime. So uh, definitely check that out. It's it's an amazing program. And what's funny as we're as I was showing that our guest um, Guff said that he actually went through that same program over at Millennial Health with uh, or Millennium Health with Dr. Gordon. So we'll talk to him about that. We'll have him on in a minute. Our guest tonight, I might as well bring it up, is uh, Zach Guff McGuffey, and he is with Twenty Two Until Valhalla. 
I think we already mentioned this because now that I say that, I'm like, well, didn't we talk about Valhalla <laughs> at the beginning? I don't know how much of that conversation he heard, but maybe he'll school us on that whole thing. Oh, you broke it, man. Now he's got to he's got to educate us a little bit. I know. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's into the Viking culture. I don't know. With a beard that he can already see on his face, I'm 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 pretty sure it kind of goes with the uh, kind of goes with the with the 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 picture behind it, I guess. Sure. Okay, we'll hit some news real quick because I think this is very important. Uh, for Army, I don't know, is Marine Corps, Air Force, I can say we, we didn't have this, but the Army has just announced that they are no longer going to allow shark attacks. Do you know what a shark attack is? Yes, it's basically where they just come at you full force, loud, spitting in your face type stuff. It's just, the, the, yeah, the knife hand, everything. <laughs> now, the, the, the Army can't do that. The Marine Corps still pretty much does that. They just have to be a certain distance and they can't put their hands on you. It's it, the, didn't, the whole, they, didn't they get rid of the knife hand? Yeah. The, it's, it's no longer the knife. You can't, it's, it's more pointing fingers, etc. You can't do it. It's too violent at risk of sounding like an old guy. What the fuck? Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> what the fuck? What, what's going on? Are we trying to make it a kinder, gentler military force? I don't, it's it here. I'll show you a, um, again, I got to pull this up here. Let me just quickly do this. Uh, our friend, Richard High, who I met over at uh, Burbiz, which keeps getting canceled because of the stupid freaking COVID. COVID. He gives us he gives us a great rendition of what knife, or not knife, any shark, shark attack. attack. That's just too much. <laughs> I love this guy. Nice and strong. This is a shark attack. Why are you in the position of attention? I'm having some Marine Corps flashbacks, man. I'm telling you. Was that did that was that like training for you right there? Oh man, it was it flying, campaign covers hitting you in the forehead, knife hands to the face. I mean calling you any name in and under the sun. It was, oh, I'm going to have some, some well, flashbacks for a week. Thank you. According to Reuters, uh, the U.S. Army has replaced the chaotic reception recruits entering basic training have long received from shouting drill sergeants with a training event designed to create a bond with their teammates and their leaders. They want to bond. Um, day one of Army basic combat training has always been a rite of passage that has involved menacing groups of drill sergeants, drill sergeants descending on terrified recruits, yelling commands, and ordering trainees to perform push-ups. Oh, good lord, the torturous push-ups and other exercises with packed duffel bags strapped to their back. So, I don't know. I can't, you know, sometimes I can see the, the validity of certain things that happen. Well, the Army's starting to go towards more of a more controlled mentoring versus building these mindless as they would call them bullet sponges in the core so instead of having this intense marine in your face they want to they want you to be more welcomed in the they're army trying to be more like the air force i think they're, they think they're smart they're like oh let's I mean, bring on all yeah. these brainiacs the truth is i mean we're like the air force is like the the harvard of the <laughs> of the services you're yeah. like the community college bro listen i won't fuck with anyone in a community college all right but i probably won't go to where do they have those like college events where it's like they ask questions and stuff back and forth go to a fight go to a bar fight i want the community college guy right down the road just saying man we drink a lot of dumb stuff it's and we do a lot of dumb stuff so <laughs> I love, I love how I'll just go out and insult half our listeners. It's not an insult. I'm just picking on you. You guys pick on me 
all the time. I get so all the pain. time. Mm -hmm. It's sad, which I, I'm, I'm fully planning on getting a lot of picking on picked on this. I'm getting a lot of pick being on me uh, in nine days. So um, let's see if I mess this up this time because we talked about it last time. Uh, Mally uh, or Molly, whatever you Mally. recall. Mally, Molly, Mally, um, Matt Reeves, uh, Mike Bosha, Basha, and uh, and Ted Coberly. Uh, Ted is an, an, a reverent warrior, but he's a, a former army officer. I think he was artillery. Uh, we are doing a, a combination. If you guys have heard of GORUCK and Jason from GORUCK, the CEO of GORUCK is going to be actually on the show in a couple of weeks, actually be right before this, this hike. Uh, but we're doing the GORUCK on October 10th and we're going to live stream it and everything. So show support. It's kind of like a little marriage. We're doing it um, to get a reverent warrior's name out there and um, obviously to help go. So we're kind of helping each other out. So um, being the only Air Force guy and the only flyer, I wasn't a grunt. I flew airplane. This is how I spent my time in combat. <laughs> that that was me sitting and being freaked out at people shooting at me. The point being is, oh, I, had, I thought those I, were like uh, like field mice or something coming through your, uh, <laughs> your cubicle. I never had to to hump anything across any distance, so uh, pretty sure I'm going to die. And um, that's that's all I got to say about that. So when that happens, Jeremy will take over the show. So check it out. You, we'll man. be doing we'll be doing live streaming there. Um, what else we got? On a serious note, we talked about TBI and we talked about um, uh, PTSD. Uh, I'm wondering how many people out there actually are familiar. And you know what? I, I don't think I brought up the. I don't think I brought up the video, Jeremy. Uh, let me see if I can uh, bring it up. Traumatic brain injury? Nope. No, no, no. It's um. Hold on, everyone. This will just take a second because this is definitely worth watching. Um, here we go. I got it. Uh, it's an interview with a private Nathan Glazer. So let's say, oh, I see. It's just not, it's not linking here. Okay. No, it's it not. So I'll, I'll have it up here in just a second. So Nathan Glazer is a private and some of you, you know, maybe uh, you didn't get the PTSD. I don't know why, dude, it's like, it's being a little bitch. Okay. I got it now. It's I have it. Okay. Um, so yeah, maybe you didn't get that uh, that that government check for the uh, PTSD or the TBI. Well, it turns out PTS might actually stand for something else, and that is pre-traumatic syndrome. <laughs> I might have to think about it. So you can actually get PTSD, or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. You get PTS PTSD rated through the VA from perceived trauma that you might have. Um, like, let's say, let's say you're at boot camp and they're talking about you getting shot at and that traumatizes you much thinking about, oh my gosh, someday I might get shot at that you actually develop a, um, uh, an, an issue because of that. So let me bring that up. This, this, Real quick, this, ben, ben had kind of a question. Where do pilots piss? Uh, it all depends. Um, as a navigator, I can't pull up this thing here. Okay. As a navigator on uh, C-130s, literally, I shit you not, either I pissed in a bottle or I would crawl all, all over all the Marines because we flew 90% of our flying in Iraq was was hauling Marines back and forth. We would literally, and, and maybe you guys had this happen to you, I would crawl over the the Marines who are knees to knees and yep. uh, get to the back. And then there's, in the C-130, there is a tube that leads directly out of the aircraft. And this is an old airplane that I was on, or these, uh, they were called the E-models. They don't fly them anymore. Uh, yeah, makes me feel old. But you you pop the top and it's it's a vacuum and it just sucks everything out. And true story, I had a loadmaster, female loadmaster, who was using that and she sat on it. Uh, the vacuum pressure 
locked her to the seat and she starts screaming and we're like what's going on and the other loadmaster is like uh the loadmaster or whatever her name was uh is suction cupped to, <laughs> to, to the piss tube and uh yeah that was interesting could you imagine whatever you're the marine is thinking about using that for i'm just saying uh okay here we go so here's the um can you see this sure can Okay. There's so many, there's so many advertisements now, whenever I watch a, a video and it's not letting me skip it. So now we gotta, now we gotta learn about well care. So guys call that if you need some well care, uh, it should be over in just a second. One. You said a second. I'm sorry. I had to, I know you, it's just, it's not going time anywhere. Sometimes it's the jarheads have to, uh, fucking up I got my mojo. Well, yeah, but you're gonna have to go through the ad too. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Uh, no, I'm, I wasn't through the ad. That's why. The war over the last few decades by the news media, it's still almost impossible to communicate the horrors of actually being there. Many soldiers return with life-altering injuries. Private Nathan Glazier is one such soldier. That's Archer's voice, by the way. Ever by his military service. So thank you for being here, Nathan. I appreciate it. Um, what was it like over there? I appear from one every second. And it's really the strangest feeling because there's never a moment when you're not a constantly younger. So how, tell us about your specific injury. How did that happen? Well, it, it actually started before I was deployed to Afghanistan. I, the doctors didn't think it started for basic training. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't understand it. You're, I'm telling you, we were in a firefighter. <laughs> so you did not sustain your injury during an attack no that was from screaming you lost your voice from screaming i'd be getting ready for bed and brushing my teeth but just thinking about going to war and i would start screaming i'm being so scared <laughs> <laughs> so you were scared of the idea of war okay so that's that i thought that was funny we have to keep the funny in here. There's some sad news. Um, hate to bring this up, but I mean, I guess we got to, we got to talk about it. Uh, suicides in the veteran community has been up 20% during COVID, 20%. And they say during active duty uh, or active duty numbers are up 30% this year. So we were looking good, guys. We had brought that 22 down to like 16, I think, Jeremy. It was, it was 16 last there. time, yep. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're obviously not going to know the numbers until uh, they they look at them next year. But I mean, if they're up twenty percent, that's three or four a day. So I mean, we're going yeah, right least, back up yeah. to where we were. So it's like, I don't yeah, know. I mean, well, they say COVID is just killing just based off the injury, the uh, disease itself. It's not that man. It's isolation. It's being stuck in your home, not doing anything, especially for vets, man. That's that's what we don't need. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Irreverent Warriors hikes are all about. I mean, just getting out of isolation. If there's, if I could say what is the number one thing that we pull out of these hikes, um, that is just getting people out of isolation. It's always, and I forget, uh, Donnie had called them something. And I think you called them something. It was like the, ah, I can't remember the guys who are quiet or girls who are quiet and not, not kind of participating, but they're at the hikes. Those are the guys and girls that you got to go up and talk to right. and, and check on people. I mean, that's what we do. And it gets annoying. Sure. But I mean, just send a text and be like, 
What's up? You want to go get a drink? Uh, North Carolina is in phase three, so you can go out and get drinks and stuff again. I don't know if that's probably. It's more like 2.75-ish. Really? It's not quite we're at three. three. All right. Call hey, it three. Do you know what? Now that I say that, we need to do a live episode at Revival 1869. Not soon. We need to do it like tomorrow. Okay, we can't. I got too much shit going on, but we need to do it very, very oh, yeah, soon. Beach. Next Friday is good for me, uh, man. We will have a good time. Virginia Beach this week, October 3rd is... Silky's around the country. I, f- I screw that up all the time. Silky's What's it called? across America. Silky's Good across Lord. America. Yeah, dude, I can't. I can't miss it. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? That's what you have me for. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, one last thing. All right. So I realize we're starting to go a little bit long because at 8.30, we're going to bring on our guests. we got two minutes. Um, but I'm going to play some things that I'm just really proud of here. And I want to share it with the community because these are my boys. These are my boys and they freaking rock. All right. So hold on. This is a C-130. Uh, my good friend was actually killed doing this exact thing. His whole crew uh, crashed up in South Dakota. Um, very dangerous. But these guys have, I mean, this is uh, the level that I used to fly at as far as altitude and everything. But I didn't fly over freaking forest fires. Uh, and with all the burning that's going on across the country right now, these guys just rule. So if you're not an aviator, I don't know how unpuckered you are, but this I'll have nightmares about this tonight. So these C-130s have, have tanks on the back. You'll see it here. Um, just freaking awesome. Awesome flying. And, and you know, that it's one of the bonuses of being a, a C-130 guy and being an Air Force is that you deploy at home. I mean, these guys are doing their job. It's what they train for, and they're out west. It's insane, man, but the amount of, amount of help they've gotten oh, from look at that. all across the country is incredible. I want to show this other one here, too, just because it really gives you an idea of how insane these pilots are. Uh, I mean, it's it's... It's just crazy. So what you'll see in this picture is you got on the far right side. That's called the, I think he's the, he's a lead plane. And then the one who's dumping the water stays in the back. The lead plane basically goes in and if they can handle it, cause it's smaller, more maneuverable then the bigger air- aircraft can do that. Uh, and that's actually what, what caused the crash of math seven is the small plane went in and was like, don't do it. Don't make a run. It's too squirrely down there. And by the time that radio message got back, they were already heading down the mountain and then they, uh, they just lost lift with the downburst. But watch this. This isn't a C-130. This is a, I think this is a, a DC-10, which is a big yeah. friggin' airplane. You've probably ridden on one of these overseas um, if you ever took that commercial. Yeah. So check this out. This is insane. It's incredible what this guy's about to do. how low that is what and that's a that's a commercial aircraft and dropping straight down we don't need this guy's commentary but (laughs) dude that's that's retarded winds up those engines could you imagine the balls on that guy Dude, there's a there's a famous video out there where the guy is in an older model. I want to see if he's in like a B model C-130, and he couldn't pull out. Uh, they came in they came in to drop the water, and he pulled the 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 stick back so hard that the wings just went whoop. And uh, it's a famous one. That's crazy. I don't know if you've ever seen that. So, yeah, that's our intro for today's show. Um, we will have more marine stuff as soon as Jeremy starts doing some fucking show prep. Yeah, yeah. I Looking at you, that. Jeremy. And maybe we'll get some army stuff on there. Although I did have some army stuff um, 
So, but you're basically, you're basically going to get air force, uh, until Jeremy starts doing stuff like that, calling them out. It's what I do. All right. Today's guest, <laughs> tonight's guest is guff from 22 until Valhalla. I could see him down there in the guest room. He's making sure his hair looks good and he's taking a little sip of something. Let's bring him up. Boof. There hey. he is. What's up, Welcome, man? Good evening. good evening, brothers. We finally meet. Uh, we've been texting yeah. and emailing and sending news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been wonderful. Wow, if you're sending nudes, I feel left out because you don't. I'm your, I'm supposed to be your right hand man. That's you messed don't. up. Look, it's look, not. It's I not. I send my Air Force brothers nudes, but I'm going to give you an old fashioned the ever the pants hand job when I meet you. <laughs> hey, on, let's go. Guff. I'm so what was local Kentucky bourbon, brother? Tell us. Tell, oh, there you go. What are you? What are you drinking? Which kind? Oh, bro, Evan Williams, sixteen bucks. I drink on a budget. Wow. Yeah, that is a budget. All right. I'm like, I'm like the, the snobby guy. I'm like, are you drinking Wood, Woodford Reserve or are you having some Blanton's? No, okay. Well, that's cool. I don't like Woodford Distillery, but I do like Buffalo Trace's Distillery, which is Buffalo where Blanton's comes from. Buffalo Trace, thank you. Yeah. Best we had, uh, who is it? Uh, Mark Simmons. He's my he's my guru of of uh, bourbon. Uh, uh, yep. Oh, so yeah. he teaches uh, me. Can you hear me okay? I've, been, yeah. I've just started doing like podcasts and visitations, so I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you're fine. How to deal with All right, cool. We got you. We got you. You're 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 good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, what branch did you serve, and all that stuff, and your job, and all that cool things. Yeah, so I was in the Marine Corps from 2007 to 2011. Hurrah, right. kill. And I was in <laughs> Camp Pendleton, uh, Second Battalion, First Marines. I was in Echo Company, Weapons Platoon, Assaultman. And by the time I got out of the Marine Corps in 2011, I was a corporal and I was a squad leader. For most of my time in the, as an assaultman, but an assaultman squad leader only runs, you know, his gun team. So I was in charge of a few assaultmen, not like a squad in the rifle platoons. They run, what, 10, 11 Marines. I only had to be in charge of three. So. Yeah, I heard. Oh, it was on um, Quiet Explosions, that movie I talked about uh, that about Mark Gordon. There's a guy on there, and I'm gonna—I don't remember his name, but he was the winner of Survivor. And I could be getting two mm -hmm. guys messed up, but he was a former Marine Scout. Is that what you called it? What did you just call it? I was an assaultman. A scout assault would probably man. be a scout sniper. He wasn't a I scout was... sniper, but he was talking about how it was him and one other guy and their job. Ah, see, it's so hard because our jobs are so different. I can't freaking. I don't know what a scout is in the Marine Corps, unless it's some in LAR or recon or something. Of yeah, that it, matter. Was, it was something where he just worked with one other guy, but, um, okay. I thought that was, I got to start reading more Marine books. Cause, um, I really, if, if I want to color, if I, I want to get, <laughs> get a bunch from the kid's store, if you like, if I want to, I can talk about like how to fly an aircraft and not get shot down by a radar guided missile. But when you start yeah. talking <laughs> platoons and companies and I freaking, yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, know. so I did, I did Iraq 09, which is very quiet. Um, one ambush happened, and one one guy from like a um, MIT fit team that was embedded in Echo Company. That's was uh, an ambush. Uh, that's what Jeremy is. That what uh, Mike Stojic from Revival 1869 was he in a? That sounded familiar. He was in a team I, like that, I believe. I believe so. I'd have to yeah. ask him, but I'm pretty almost positive. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I did. I, I did Afghan 2010 2011. Okay. Um, I was in Darzai, uh, down in Southern Helmand. I was like 70 clicks from Pakistan on a hill. Okay. So Which it was the best. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, it was Af the Afghan deployment I did, we did, um, 
was what I always thought the Marine Corps would be like, where, you know, five or seven months, no shower, no electricity, five months of that, we lived on a hill, dug in, sandbags, fucking living in a hole with 10 Marines, some ANA on a hill, patrolling every day, no trucks, helicopters air dropping our feet or our water food, walking two miles to the combat outpost for the you know, Lieutenant and uh, Gunny were picking up our you know, batteries and beans, bullets, all that kind of stuff, and then walking back. Like it was, it was uh, legit. Like living, you know, how I always thought a Marine would live. Because in Iraq, we had showers and there was electricity right. and internet. You know, yeah. uh, I called home a couple times on a sat phone. Like it was, it was legit. Um, you know, my best friend was killed over there. It was mm-hmm. the most heavily ID'd area. In the whole country, and Afghanistan is heavily ID, heavily mined country in the world. We were in Helmand. Helmand is the most heavily ID province in that country. Uh, by the time we left, when we got there, it was a 50 50 find a blow ratio for IEDs. You would either find them 50% time or you'd step on a 50% time. Our yeah. unit brought that up to a 90 10. So our unit found 90% of the IEDs and stepped on 10. That's not flipped the other way around because that would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. used the Holly stick. So from Gunny Holly, the EOD tech that died, um, we used his technique, his creation, which was a bamboo stick with a sickle on it to scrape any of your bottlenecks, any of your areas, and pick up the guide wires. And that's how oh, we, okay. we, yeah. So Gunny Holly saved, I don't know how many Marines. I mean, just so many people. But yeah, that, that was pretty much our deployment. That stuff is pretty cool. If you look back on, you know, historical, if you look at, um, uh, Normandy and France and, and Germany, a lot of those techniques, it was just born in blood. These guys figured out ways mm-hmm. to do things. And I, I just love that about the military. I think that's, that's freaking cool. Cause I mean, you gotta, yeah. you gotta make do and you can't rely on textbooks, uh, when you're actually out there. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we legit bought a bamboo stick and a corn sickle from the locals and then put it And together. it worked. It uh, worked. It <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's me being an adultman, I was the breacher. I was the demo you know, uh, guy. So, like, if EOD wasn't around, it would be me and the engineers um, dealing with a lot of it. So, uh, but yeah, I just did my four years. I was my B billet was a combat marching marksmanship instructor. So, when I was short time and before I got out, I did a lot of that, and then I did a couple of those things, a couple you know range um, coaching before Afghan. Um, Shot on my unit's team, not the actual Marine Corps team. I'm not, I wasn't fucking good. I just shot on my unit's team in the Western Division matches. So I had a pretty good Marine Corps experience. I mean, like everybody else, I fucking hated officers. I think they fucked me over, but you know, every Marine fucking does that. Not you fucking fast movers. You guys are cool, man. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was about my Marine Corps experience. Yeah. Um, I got, I, 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 I think I got. Um, the, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Marine Corps. You know, I, I, you know, if anybody's read my story, I had some issues when I got out and I went through all those things and then created a nonprofit to give back to my community. Um, I have a lot to say on the TBI. Um, yeah, man, I I had no idea. We had the the PTSD statistics. Well, I didn't go through Dr. Mark Gordon. Dr. Mark Gordon trained a doctor that is now in Cincinnati, Ohio. And awesome. I live in Northern Kentucky and he sought me out through my nonprofit. He said, I want you to come into the office and talk. And I said, okay. So I came into his office and um, I had never been blown up 
but I think all being danger close to so many IEDs and then shooting rockets and blowing demo and training all the time. Yeah, dude, I, being um, a preacher. I mean, do you know what? The, one of the uh, people who are suffering to, from TBI and PTS on that movie, uh, she was raped when she was in the, the Navy. And, and, and another mm -hmm. guy was, he lost all his friends um, on 9-11, uh, firefighter friends. And it's sometimes the stress that your brain goes through. You get this mm -hmm. shift in hormones and the shift in inflammation, and it fucks your brain up pretty bad. People don't realize that. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't have to have had like that concussive, although that's, that's majority, that's not a prerequisite. You can still suffer from, from these issues. No, absolutely. But um, man, dude, you're a breacher. That's what Adam Marr, uh, he was a green beret breacher and that's where mm -hmm. he had hundreds of concussions or, or, you know, what do they call that? Like sub concussive events and it fried his mm -hmm. brain. So sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, to speak on the military sexual trauma that you just, uh, referenced 90% of females that are diagnosed with PTSD. So of all females, let's say of all, of all female veterans that are diagnosed with PTSD, 90% of them are diagnosed with PTSD from military sexual trauma. Only 10% are from combat or something like that. Yeah. So that's why my, when we have uh, females come to our nonprofit and they have PTSD from military sexual trauma, I almost immediately send them to my vice president, who is our Navy veteran. And she helps, work with them because obviously female to female veteran is going to be more productive and safer just all around. Um, when it comes to the TBI, I, when I went through my doctor, we, we talked about all that. He, he gave me the book tales from the blast factory, which is, yeah. And then, just heard about that. Yep. And then uh, Dr. Mark Gordon's remedy. It's like that liquid stuff. I would drink that every morning. Yeah. And I was on, um, they did a full blood work diagnosis. It's way more intricate than the VA ever gave me. Oh, because every 100%. year I would, well, every year I'd go to the VA and this, I, I, I did my Dr. Mark Gordon TBI therapy three years ago. I'm 31. I got out when I was 22. I got into the VA when I was 23. So do that math air force guy. <laughs> Hold on. That were, um, how, so however many years that was, I every year I was like, I want my testosterone checked. I want my testosterone checked because I know, and even then before we really knew how much testosterone affected depression, anxiety, work ethic, uh, just your mental health, they would always tell me my testosterone was, was in a healthy range. It was like 800, 830. And I did that for years and years and years. And then I go to this guy, a, a private doctor, and he does a true – um, very intricate blood work. And he's like, Oh, your testosterone is 300. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? The VA is 500 points off. What are you talking about? So I immediately get on testosterone injections every third day, vitamin D, um, amino acids. Uh, like I, I, they put me on all these vitamins on liquid regimen on injections for 90 days. Wow. Okay. And yeah, I'm taking 20 something pills a day. I'm taking a liquid every morning. You're, you're talking about that. Mark Gordon's protocol, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Mark Gordon created this like liquid. I can't remember what it's called. But, yeah, there's um, there's B is for brain. There's um. Yeah, it's like B vitamins. All these clear, kinds of things. Clear mind and energy. There's also yeah, some yeah. dinotropin. He puts people on mm -hmm. clomiphene. These are all the things that I'm on. Uh, yeah. Vitamin D. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it's 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 basic stuff that just shores up your body's 
um, foundation, which has been mm-hmm. rattled whenever you have some sort of concussive or traumatic uh, event. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, so I got on that for 90 days. Now, granted, I live you know above the equator, obviously, and I live in a more northern state. Granted, I'm in Kentucky. We're like the midway point between the south and the north. But yeah, I live in an area that doesn't get sunlight all the time. So people in our area, we're typically deficient in vitamin D and then African-Americans are almost always deficient in vitamin D. Sure. So they put me on a vitamin D regimen. That may or may not be because of my TBI, maybe because of where I live. Um, but yeah, I was on a whole different stuff. And man, I'm telling you what, it made me a better father. It made me more calm, more loving, more patient. And since I've been on that, I've just been honestly better in, in every area of life. And now I'm off all the vitamins and I'm on a very small amount of testosterone every third day that I inject. Um, just to keep me level and, uh, the typical American male, they have to start looking at testosterone treatment around 40, 45, the typical American veteran needs to start looking at testosterone treatment 30, 29, because of everything that we go through, whether it be someone like you, no offense that, uh, maybe wasn't on the ground, but you're just a male in the military and, uh, you've probably been around a lot of, uh, terrible things. Like well, I, the chemicals I got, and stuff that you're around when you're on your heat or on your um your air your air. I got tossed. I got tossed. Oh, well, and and I had a. And uh, I mean, and I'm I'm not being condescending. Anyway. No, 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 no. Sorry. I was just saying I got I landed on my head. Yeah. And it was one of those. Okay, yeah. So that would obviously give you a brain injury. <laughs> yeah, and what they ended up calling it was PTSD. They're like, oh, you have PTSD, and I'm like, I was normal every day leading up to this, and then yeah. everything went downhill, and they're like, ah, PTSD, and I'm like, all right, screw you guys. Yeah, because so, oh, TBI and PTSD mocking. What's that? T, uh, TBI and PTSD mock each other. They oh yeah, yeah. They're, 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 there's really no difference when you look at the symptomology and the. I mean, everything. It, it all lines up, and and the damage is the same. That's the amazing thing. But um, man, that's really cool. I had no idea, and and I'm glad because Jeremy can attest to the fact that I'm always talking about Dr. Gordon. He's actually going to come on the show, Dr. Gordon, and um, oh great, yeah. We had Andrew Marr already. A few. He's tales from the Black Blast Factory. Uh, he mm-hmm. was on. Uh, it was probably like six months ago. And then if you go to 21gun.net, 21 spelled out 21gun.net, um, at the very top, it's Veteran Spotlight. And he's like one of the first that pop up. But um, I had him on and then we're going to have his brother on too, Adam, uh, who is a helo pilot. But um, oh. yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it's such an incredible program. And it, like you said, it feels like you're taking a lot of medicines, but you're really not. You're on like yeah. stuff you can get at GNC. And mm-hmm. And it works and you don't have, I mean, I don't know if they ever put you on like, um, what was when I was on Effexor, but it, it makes you a third of what you are, maybe even less than that. Like an eighth of a man yeah. tired. You have no like, uh, libido. You have no, like you have nightmare. It just sucks. It's the worst medicine you could ever be on. You gain weight. you you don't want to do anything. It's, it's terrible, but his program, I mean, it really brings you back. W a F T B I dot org. That's Warrior Angels Foundation. They'll cover it. It costs money, um, but yeah. what I my own patients, I tell them like if I want to send them to physical therapy, and they're like, well, it's forty dollars a visit. If your car, I don't know, if your car had a tree hit it, <laughs> Jeremy, yeah, and it cost you a thousand dollars to get it fixed, you're gonna pay to get it fixed because you need it. If your body is banged up and it costs a thousand dollars to get it fixed. Just do it. It's going to be, it's going to be, yeah, yeah. And hopefully Dr. Gordon and Andrew, they're all meeting with a lot of the, um, they just met with, I'm going to say Crenshaw. They want to, they met with, uh, another guy. He was a a Navy pilot, but regardless, they're, they're meeting with people in the government and the VA and they're trying to get this program there. I mean, it's already being implemented 
in the UK. Um, it We're worked. offering it. Say that again. I've already sent one veteran to Dr. Mark Orton's program through awesome. the doctor in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, so we're, it's 1200 bucks a veteran for us. And yeah, yeah. we don't, I mean, we're a grassroots nonprofit. I've never even gotten a grant um, because we have a jiu-jitsu scholarship, yoga scholarship, float tank therapy, mountaineering. Right. However, I've sent one veteran to through his program and now he's graduated. So we're trying to raise funds to do another one. We only do like That's one a year. But if I can get one veteran a year right now, yeah. maybe next year too. And, and then our college scholarship program for the children. <laughs> but, nice. Yeah. So, so we're, we're, we're actually trying to get as many veterans in this area sent to our people. And you're up in Ohio, right? You said Cleveland area? No, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Okay. Kentucky. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. The three counties in Northern Kentucky have 33,210 veterans. Wow. Um, so yeah. And then, then you have Cincinnati, which is the largest city. Yeah. Let's, so we have a ton of veterans around here that we're trying to get into these programs. Let's, let's, around, let's back up real quick. I just, I want to find out. So when did you create 22 until Valhalla and what was, what's the mission of that, of that organization? Our mission is to help prevent veteran suicide through physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual lifestyle development. And we believe we can do that through holistic healing. So nationally and locally, we help veterans get involved in jujitsu, yoga, and flotation tank therapy mountaineering which we partner with veterans of it to do our mountaineering programs and then now we've just started our hormone treatment therapy through the dr franzisi at elevate up in ohio That's i started awesome, it yeah thank you so i and i mean it's because of people like you and my brothers and you know sisters and i, I just want to help as much as i can because i attempted suicide a year and a half after i got out of the marine corps I tried to roll my truck. I got really drunk and rolled my truck on purpose um, because I was like, man, I don't want my mom to think I killed myself. I want her to think I died in an accident. Sure. And then nine months later, my best friend from the Marine Corps shot himself twice and, and killed himself. And I went down there into North Carolina and took care of and me and another Marine. Two other Marines went down, took care of his body, took care of the funeral. We, we just helped the family, facilitated the family, helped the family get through everything. And then I came home for a couple weeks my best friend who was killed in Afghanistan, his aunt and uncle live in Asheville, North Carolina. They called me. They're like, hey, Guff, you want to come down here to the mountains and live with us? And I said, yes, I do. So I, I just kind of like ran away and went to the mountains. And Way's aunt and uncle owned a carpentry company. So they taught me how to be a carpenter. And then my uncle, McGuffey, he lives there. And he brought me to his CrossFit gym. And I started working out again, then doing yoga. And then I started climbing up in the mountains and meditating by the waterfalls. And I did that for about nine months and I said, I'm ready to go home and then face everything. Then I went home and I, I enrolled in school and went to college and got a job and, and started living my life up here in Northern Kentucky. And I went to a kettlebell gym. I started doing kettlebell sport and I met another Marine there and we started talking and I told him my story and we started doing like photography kind of stuff because he had a photography business. And he said, man, you should, you have a really cool story. Like you should start a nonprofit or you should start telling your story more. And I, I, I did. And then people liked it. And then people started inviting me to do speaking events and then they started giving me money and they started wanting t-shirts. And I said, well, I have all this money that people give me and I don't want to spend it. I don't want to use it. What do I do with it? Like, who do I give it to? And in six years ago, there were no veteran nonprofits. There, there wasn't even um, like your fucking Matt Bastard shit. There was none of these people around. Right. Like, you know, there was no military nonprofits. There was no 21 gun. There was no reverent warriors. And I said, well, I guess I'll start a nonprofit. 
good so time too. Yeah, why not? Yeah, my buddy was a lawyer and he ran me through how to do it. And I put like a couple grand of my own money into it. I started it and and then it basically just snowballed from there into what it is now. And there was, you know, times there and I created a board of veterans and civilians. And I said, yoga helped me, fitness helped me, physical therapy helped me. And I, was, I wrestled for seven years and I said, you know, combat sports helped me. So what can we do? And then a year into uh, two years in the nonprofit. My buddy, Justin, who is a ranger, he runs Veterans Adventure Group. And he said, Guff, you want to climb a mountain? And I said, fuck yeah, I do. So then I went and climbed Mount Rainier. Never, never fucking climbed a mountain other than like Mount Warfare for any Marine Corps. <laughs> and I was like, I fucking love climbing mountains. Let's also do this. <laughs> and That's then crazy. I said, well, I want to work with children, too. I want to help children. And if a child's parent dies by suicide, that child is at a 30% higher rate of committing suicide once they reach maturity. And I said, well, how can we mitigate that well what if we get them a jump start on education let's do a thousand dollar college scholarship for every child affected by veteran suicide if they're 18 we'll send it right to whatever college of higher learning if they're not we'll put it in an account that'll accrue money over time so now we have seven college scholarships out i've climbed mount rainier four times with our groups of veterans bringing my group of veterans that have been in my program we meet up with justin and his veterans in his program we put them together we lead them up the mountain and now we have college or Yep, jiu-jitsu scholarships, so three month or one month nationally or locally to whatever school that our veteran is near. We will call that school. We'll talk to them. Then we'll send them the money. And then uh, we usually get geese from DD214, Fightwear, or my buddy Aaron Martinez, who's a tanker in the Army. He owns a jiu-jitsu gym called Pinnacle in Iowa. We work with them heavily. They're also a partner nonprofit. What is it? What is it about jujitsu? I did jujitsu uh, uh, intensely uh, when I got out. What What is yeah. your idea? Why? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why is it? I loved it because I don't know. It, it's It's a sport where consequence, right? There's consequence in your actions. You can't fake it. You can't go in there and be like, oh, "I'm a blue belt. I'll, I'll kick it." No, 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 no. You can't fake it. And I don't know. I, what, what's your take on how it affects mental health? Because it helped me out tremendously. It's humbling. I wrestled yeah. for seven years and um, I, you know, you think you're a badass fucking Marine. Like I was a fucking grunt for four years to do combat pumps. Like I'm a bad motherfucker. I walk in here, 16 year old high school kid just fucking chokes me out. I'm like, oh, whoa, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's very humbling. You meet new people, you have physical touch, you have camaraderie. And like you, you shake hands, you know, you get a slap bump and you're like, all right, let's roll. But there's obviously care there. There's trust you have to implement into a stranger that they're not going to kill you. Yeah. And um, vulnerable. You're vulnerable. And that's, yeah, that's you're vulnerable. And obviously, physical fitness is it helps with depression and anxiety. So Absolutely. I would say that this thing yeah. is what, in my opinion. So it, I'm it, still a white belt. I'm not, you know. <laughs> Oh, you didn't make it to blue. You freaking put, no, I'm just kidding. That's the thing though. That's what's beautiful about jujitsu. A, when you go and you roll, no one cares what, what rank you have. Mm -hmm. It's all about skill. It's all about learning and you can find yeah. the, the toughest black belt and he'll roll with you and he's not going to choke you out every time. He wants you to be a better person and be a better uh, fighter. I think personally, mm -hmm. I don't think there's a better, I mean, I've done everything, um, Sanchao, uh, boxing, uh, kickboxing, MMA, karate. I mean, I did karate for 20 years. There's no better martial art mentally, physically, and really that can just take on any single martial art, I, I think out there than jujitsu. It's just awesome. Yeah. So, I love veterans, wrestling. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I see. I went in when I went in. I was a wrestler too. I did that too. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, these guys. I mean, all I have to do is just, um, just forget about staying off my back because that's you know wrestlers hate being on their back. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just try to get knocked out. And I'm going to fight these guys, and I'm tough and I'm strong. And like you said, I mean, it was just like tap. All right, let's try get. Oh, tap. Okay, I'm going to try. Oh, tap. <laughs> you're, they yeah. just they're like spider monkeys, and they just. Whoosh. Awesome. So yeah. speaking of that, kind of funny, uh, a friend of mine had sent me a meme a couple about a week or so ago, and it says jujitsu, the gentle art of folding clothes while people are still in them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or well, I think number two, involuntary yoga. Yeah, dude. I like involuntary <laughs> yoga or murder yoga. Because I, I murder yoga, yeah. Yeah. We have a yoga event up here uh from a, a a woman who her husband was a veteran and killed himself, and she's around 40. And so we work together and we're doing a big yoga event. So like I, yoga and jujitsu or they, they, they complement each other. And I think it's very important for veterans to do something like oh, yeah. yoga and then couple that with jujitsu. Yoga, yoga kept me from getting uh, surgery on my shoulders. Uh, See? I, I totally credit. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was telling my wife cause she was having a baby at the time and I was like, I, I can't move. I'm like, I'm going to be out. And I, I looked into it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to give it three weeks and see what happens. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that was six years ago now. So, uh, yeah, yoga is great. And not only it's just mind body, it's everything. It's the meditation, it's the breathing, it's having to face yourself, right? Yoga mm -hmm. is the best. It's like golf. You play against yourself. Um, yeah. So, so that's awesome too. So it I sounds like, so 20, <laughs> 22 until Valhalla almost now, let me see if I, if I get, if I don't uh, portray this right, but it's almost like a clearinghouse for various programs set up to help families, children, and veterans themselves. Yeah, absolutely. We want to help everyone. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I'm a father. I, I'm, I'm assuming you both are. Um, and I just, Robinson, who committed suicide, my brother, you know, best friend, brother, he committed suicide and he, you know, left a, a daughter and a niece and they were very close to him. So they were, they were the first children to receive our college scholarship. Um, and I just, I don't know, man, I just, I saw that and I saw what the moms go through and the dads go through. So yeah, it's rough. I wanted to do as much as I could. That's How, great, man. Like having, being a part of an organization and doing something like that, that supports all veterans, all military, not just people of a certain era. Cause as you see a lot of organizations now, like, I'm not going to name big ones because we don't want to get sued. Some bigger organizations tend to do just like post 9-11, stuff like that. So it's awesome. You're helping everybody out. Well, we need to help our Vietnam vets because the Vietnam vets are actually the ones that are most at risk for suicide. They commit suicide sure. more than our post 9-11 vets. Yeah. And and that's the, the typical or the most at risk. People don't realize this. The most at risk people for suicide are elderly white males. Um, yep. And it's They're just, over 50, it, right? That's. Oh, that's what I yeah, really yeah, I don't know what the the cutoff age is. I just know that that's that's the the group that that does it. Um, my neighbor here, he's seventy two. He just lost his wife. He's a, a Vietnam vet, and I'm I'm always worried about him. Um, mm -hmm. But then we go back to what we, what we brought up earlier. Jeremy is you know check on people, check on your. I know uh, Greg Greg Morgan. Uh, he said they do a lot of phone ins to these Vietnam guys, and they call them up and they make sure they're okay. And that that shit's just yeah. great. I mean. Um, yeah. So, so where can folks learn more about your program? Are you na na uh, national or are you just focusing on? Oh, uh, no, we're national. Yeah. So for our, for typically for our scholarship programs, like our yoga and our jiu-jitsu, we'll do one scholarship a month nationally and then one locally. 
I'll get a Northern Kentucky vet that I'll send to my home jujitsu gym, and then I'll get a, a national vet, and um, and we'll do three if I can get a vet in Iowa to go to Pinnacle, which is who I partner. He's like one of my best friends that runs a gym, so I can do three a month if I can get one into Pinnacle. Awesome. But it's just if I do a three months college scholarship program, that's three hundred bucks. If I do three of them in a month. It's 900 bucks. So now, you know, it's, it's a world grassroots. So I just got to make sure where's the money going because nobody takes a paycheck. I'm the president. I don't take a paycheck. We're a hundred percent. So I, you know, we got to make sure, okay, I have enough money for this many people to go on a mountaineering trip. I can still do one college scholarship for a child this year, but I need three veterans in jujitsu, but I also need some veterans in yoga. Flotation tank therapy is usually 45 or um, usually $45, $60. Sometimes seventy for an hour, so you know we got a. Uh, you know, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes sure. to the monetary aspect of it. But yeah, we're completely national. And I, I want to bring up that real quick float tank therapy. We're going over time, but screw it, Jeremy. Do you have anything to do? No, neither. Nope. <laughs> All right, so let's just go. Let's just keep going. Um, float tank therapy. Uh, I've never done it. I want to do it. Um, mm -hmm. I assume you've done it since you offer it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I do it. Try to do it once a month. Okay. Try to do it once. Dang. And what do you get and out it's worth of it? Oh, dude, it's incredible. All right. So it's, um, I'm really into the introspective, uh, kind of psychedelic renaissance, um, holistic style of healing and flotation therapy is, is, is very new in the mainstream culture, but you get inside a tank and you can close the hatch or open it just depending on what you like. And it, there's no light, no sound, and you're completely buoyant. There's however many gallons of water mixed with however many gallons of Epsom salt. So it's kind of like floating on the Dead Sea. Um, and, you, and you're in there and you're completely buoyant, no light, no sound. So the last time this has happened to you is when you were in the womb or you're in space, uh, which I, I would imagine none of you have been to space. I don't know unless you and the Air Force have ever been. We have broken. <laughs> C-130s can go above like 20,000 feet. <laughs> Shit. That's incredible. We call that hanging on our fingertips. We're like, Ugh. yeah, well, models that we flew, but yeah. um, it, it, it resets your serotonin and dopamine levels. It resets your digestive system because your brain has nothing else to do because there's no pressure on your joints because now you're anti-gravity. So your brain doesn't have to mitigate anything. It doesn't have to figure out what the light is, what the sound is, how to move your body, how to mitigate the pain on your joints. So it's all these tabs are opened up in your mind, like an internet browser when you're walking around, when you're just doing whatever. But when you go into the tank, it kind of erases all the browsers and now you're just with yourself. And now you can just kind of, what I like to do is meditate and just I go in there, not necessarily, you don't want to go in there with a goal. I'm, like, I'm going to be the most fucking meditative person ever. I'm going to be the most relaxed I've ever been. You just want to go in there just calm and you just want to go with the flow. But I like to go in there and say, okay, I'm going to meditate on my goals for this year, my goals for this month or my goals for this week. Or I'm going to, man, I, I feel like I haven't been such a great father this week. I'm going to go meditate on that. Or man, I want to do this with a nonprofit. I'm going to go meditate on that. I'll just go in there and I was be calm and clear my mind and be an observer of my thoughts. Just let them roll down the river in my mind and just chill and just think and meditate and see what happens and just let the thoughts come to you. Uh, that's, that that's so important that. because uh, we, we tend to get mad at ourselves and we can't do stuff, especially mm -hmm. veterans, right? Uh, I can't meditate. I can't stop. Oh, I'm thinking about this. And that's, that's it's a skill. Even yeah. floating is a skill. Wow. Think therapy. It's a skill. 
the first time you go in there, you're not going to be as good at it as the 10th time, you know? Right. You go in it here and you're not good, you're going to be a little bit better. And, the, and you know, it's just like yoga, jujitsu, because I want to make sure my veterans have victories and skill sets outside the military. Sure. I don't want my veterans to be thinking the best thing I ever did them ever did in my life was something I did in the military. Nah, man, go climb a mountain, learn jujitsu, learn yoga, learn how to float, learn right. a skill. Dude, you can hang your hat on that. Are you the Joe Rogan of veterans? Is that what I'm getting here? God damn, I want to <laughs> be. <laughs> well, he's down but in tech. I want my, dude, I want my veterans to be able to think back like, man, as a civilian, I climbed a mountain, dude. I got this belt in jiu-jitsu. I learned how to do yoga. I fixed my shit. I fucking became, like, I have these victories. I have all these incredible things I've done that the military wasn't facilitating. I did this for me. Yeah. And that is, I think, as an individual, because now we're individual. We have to have individual victories and individual skill sets, dude. And, and that, I feel like, is I'm fucking passionate, dude. But I think that's what's going <laughs> to save lives, man. Um, well, I'd be worried if you weren't. People, <laughs> people, and it's going to be a big word for Jeremy, people perseverate on their, uh, their past, right? So I had a guy on, his name was Zach Baker, just, gosh, it was last year. It was one of the first interviews I, I did for Irreverent Warriors 21 Gun. And... He talked about, he got choked up because he was like, you know, I, he constantly thinks about what he used to be in the Marine Corps. You know, I yeah, used to charge yeah. my guys, I used to do this. And it sounds like uh, your organization focuses on, you can be better. You can have other days, you know, there, there's days in your future where you're going to be excellent. And so, um, yeah, get out there and, and do it. You know, do it. Yeah, the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, other than raise a fucking toddler, yeah, the most cool. difficult thing I've ever done in my life has been outside the Marine Corps. Climbing Mount Rainier, the most fucking, I've never pushed myself harder in my entire life. Two mountain warfare packages, two combat deployments, and the fucking infantry. Seriously, the most difficult thing I've ever done is push myself to the top of that fucking mountain. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's, you know, and, and going into the jiu-jitsu, knowing that I'm going to get beat by civilians is like, it sucks. It sucks walking in the jiu-jitsu gym. Like when you got your bag, I'm like in the truck, like, I'm going to do it. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, Jeremy popped up your, your, uh, website. Um, can you pull that up again, Jeremy? Jamie, can you pull sure. that up? Again, Jamie? Um, it, I, I assume folks can donate there. Folks can learn. Folks can do whatever. Just mm -hmm. hit your your website. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I would love for people to donate. That that would be great. But I would I would much rather people get involved in our programs, tell other people about us, meet with other veterans. You know, talk to veterans. We need you know we need veterans and civilians to work together and become teammates. We're not enemies. There's a lot more civilians than there are veterans and civilians aren't against, against us. They're our biggest supporters. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I would rather see. But yeah, man, if you want to donate, it'll go to the right place. And I always give people the option. Like, hey man, you're donating to us, especially if they give us a large amount of money. I'm like, Hey, if you're donating to us, that's great. Is there, do you want a scholarship? Do you want yoga? Do you want jiu-jitsu? Do you want mountaineering? Like, what would you like this money to go to? They're like, whatever, man, just the mission. Like, okay, cool. Nice. But, right. Yeah. That's but right. I try and give people the option. Um, I think, you know, th I, this, this sounds like an incredible, uh, organization. Also, it, you know, we kind of got that tie with Dr. Gordon, everything. I think we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have you on again. And I'd like to put some links on my site and everything, if you're okay with that. And oh, and absolutely, man. A relationship going there, but, um, hey, man, networking is how it works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So I want to start a podcast too, and I think you guys can help it. me with that because I'm fucking him and I or you and I think it was you and Solly, Solly and I. We were going back and forth. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. Like, <laughs> for the links. What am I? So. Don't tell the listeners. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's all professional. Actually, we're going to be doing something very different coming up. Jeremy will no longer be in his little creepy dungeon right there. He's actually going to come here to the house we built. Oh, well, you nice. behind this camera is I have an area that I'm building into a studio. It's been a, an ongoing thing, but uh, we're going to change it up. It's going to look a lot better. Uh, I got the guys over Once at the Marine shows up. Go figure. Little, yeah. little, shout to, uh, <laughs> little shout out to Ron Ripley. I think that's his name. Uh, the vet TV uh, podcaster. He's been kind of giving me pointers on, on, you know, how to do all this stuff. So it, yeah. any advice you guys can give me on fucking just podcasting. Do it. That's it. Just hit record just and get past seven episodes. If you get past seven episodes, it puts you above like 90% of podcasts out there. So, um, that's shit. Yeah, but dude, we'll keep in touch. I got your email. Uh, shoot me any questions. And and always, so people, I think one of the biggest mistakes people have when they say, I want to start a podcast, is they do an episode, they put it out there, and they get two downloads. And they're like, what? I'm wasting my time. That took forever, and I got two people to listen. Well, first off, you just captivated, maybe captivated two people. Uh, the second thing is, hey, yeah, you're right. You got to start somewhere. And, mm -hmm. and we're not, you're, you're not dipping into Joe Rogan's audience, right? You're not going to compete with that. But what you are going to do is you're going to find your 100, 200 Hell, Maybe you'll find 10,000. You'll find a group of people that, that connect with you and that listen to you. And, and that's all you need. And, and if you're doing it to be a, you know, sell your, your show to Spotify for a hundred million dollars, you're in the wrong game. That's not what this is here for. Um, but if you're there to reach people and, and your message and your, um, your nonprofit there is, is worth uh, reaching people, then yeah, man, you got it all right there. You, you got the mission and all, and you got the passion. You obviously can talk. So um, that puts you above most Marines that I know. Um, <laughs> and, and, yeah, I, think, I think you'll do a good job, man. Well, thank you. And you gave me the greatest compliment anybody ever said. You called me the Joe Rogan of veteran nonprofits. That's what you are, the Joe Rogan of uh all right, man. Um, yeah, we'll get you on again. We got to, Jeremy, I got to start wrapping this up or we're just going to go till midnight. Um, but yeah, thanks okay. for coming on. Great story. Uh, awesome organization. And again, Jeremy, throw that up there. Jamie, throw that up there one more time just to keep it in that Joe Rogan-esque. Nice. There it is. So it's 22uv.org. Uh, you've got the mission up there, but whatever. That's going to get you. That's I was just reading the mission. 22uv.org. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll be in touch. Hey, thank you guys so much. Yeah, Appreciate man. it, man. Have a good night. All right, cool. Yeah, it's number five, brothers. Rah. Awesome. Man, that guy's that great. great. I'm going to have to look up a lot of stuff personally for me because I know I have some TBI issues and yeah, getting cool. out of the VA system. It's nice. It'll be nice to find a new avenue of, I guess, Warrior. better ways to heal. Warrior Angels Foundation TBI WAFTBI.org. I, I say it all the time. And do you know what's awesome? I had no idea he was uh under the 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 umbrella of Dr. Gordon. I mean, yeah, Dr. Gordon trains a bunch of people and uh, or a bunch of other providers. I'm trying to get into that program. Uh for the listeners, if you don't know, I'm a medical provider and I I, I would like to start doing that. I mean, that would be uh, a great thing right there. And it's, I, you guys always hear me talking about it. I yap about it all the time. It's only cause I believe it. And I know it's so much better than taking the, the litany of drugs that the, uh, the VA throws at you and it works. That's the thing. It freaking works yep. and it works great. And you feel good and you're a better person. You're better. Like he said, you're a better dad. You're better everything. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So check that out. Uh, and obviously go over to his, 
his website. Donate. It's almost Christmas time, so now it's time to start donating money. That's kind of what we do around Christmas. Actually, you know what? Screw you and your Christmas. Start donating in July. July. Yep. <laughs> well, because they say Christmas in July, right? That's right. Start donating all the time. Uh, there was a man. They said he was mad. The more he gave, the more he had. That's a little bit of wisdom I'm passing on to you. I'm an old man. This is what I do. I pass wisdom I that. on to all the uh, the listeners. What else do we have? Um, Upcoming hikes, man. We have. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I'll let you do that while I look through my notes here. So uh, as Jamie steps up, we have irreverentwarriors.com for all your events. If you can go to irreverentwarriors.com forward slash events, it will come up all your hikes that are coming up and available in the future. This weekend, we have Silkies Across America, everything October 3rd, Virginia Beach, Memphis, Oceanside, and New York City, Chicago. Largest, largest group of hikes in one day that we've had so far this year. So if you haven't signed up, you need to. You're definitely going to miss out. Dude, look at look at how pretty the Reverend Warriors website is. Oh, now. yeah, they updated. It's great, man. I just, I'm learning about this right now. This again. So one thing you have to learn um, when you do a podcast is how to captivate an audience. And nothing captivates an audience more than you sitting there browsing the internet. I find most people just watch that for hours. <laughs> but here we go. Where are we? October 3rd. There we are. So head over to irreverentwarriors.com. Uh, you'll see the tab for events. And then you just click here and then you you uh, register for your events. So we got Chicago, New York, Virginia, Memphis, and Oceanside. Uh, I'm not going to be able to go this week. I'm kind of disappointed because I, I haven't will. been to the beach yet. But um, Jeremy will be there and maybe he'll live stream. You have access to the, the Facebook page. So you should I sure do. do a couple live streams. Um, after that, October 10th. I can't make that either because I'm a freaking man. Asshole. Uh, but I will be doing a Irreverent Warriors event that day with Go Ruck. Um, and obviously, three days before that, now, sometime before that, uh, I'm going to be interviewing um, Jason. I can't remember his last name from Go Ruck, former Special Forces guy, I think. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Let me think. You know what? Every time I do that, I. Well, other than that, you wanted me to bring up um, Echo and Ramadi from uh, Major yeah. Scott Husing. Major Scott. I just got uh, just got his hardcover in the mail, so I'm gonna. And if you like, you, I'm gonna send. I'm sending mine to him, and he's gonna, he's willing to sign it and everything too. So yeah, it's it's. I'm intrigued, man. It's it's, it's really cool. So Scott Husing, uh, if you're not familiar with him, he was the commander of Two um, Four Echo, and they were in Ramadi back in 2006. I interviewed him. I don't know. You got to look. Um, just go to Twenty One Guns. Spell it out. I always say that, but 21gun.net and you'll see previous episodes and just go through there. Uh, he wrote that book. It's fantastic. Um, it kind of gives you the, uh, the perspective from the, from the commander versus from the grunt. And he is a grunt. I mean, I, I, I don't want to insult him. He is a grunt, but he's also the commander. So, right. uh, yeah. And he's so, so involved with the reverend warriors. He was at what the Tennessee hike, right? Which one was it? Oh, uh, that was Nashville, Nashville. Okay. He was there. He shows up everywhere. He's friends with Donnie. Check out his book, Echo and Ramadi. And I was saying, I, I also have this guy coming up uh, next episode. It's not going to focus, but you can see it. Legion Rising, Jeff Morris. This is basically the army version of Echo and Ramadi. In fact, I hooked him up with Scott. I was like, you guys got to talk because you were kindred spirits. They are, they, it's, it's a mirror image of each other. Not to say read one and not the other, read them both. Um, but one is about the army perspective and man, did he have a rough, rough go at it in, uh, Iraq back in, it was right around the same time. I want to say it was 05, 06, but uh, fantastic story. It, it, it's, it's just great. So yeah, check him out. And the, the interview will be coming up soon. Um, 
other things, Pamlical Rose, uh, Rosehaven. Again, I interviewed them a few months ago. Uh, and I'm only bringing this up because we're talking about female sexual trauma or military sexual trauma and how 90% of the PTSD is from uh, sexual trauma in the military. It's one of those things that rarely gets discussed. It's starting to be discussed more openly as it should. Um, but it, they, their organization deals 100% with female veterans and their specific issues that they deal with. And they're out in Washington, North Carolina, I believe. And let me just pull up here. Um, nice if I had it ready, but who does that? <laughs> I can on the fly, like I said. Uh, just go over to Pamlico, P-A-M-L-I-C-O-R-O-S-E.org, Pamlico Rose. Org. Um, if you're male, you can go there too, because it's an awesome organization and they, they need help. They're building this really nice uh, facility. And uh, you know, I, I told them that we're going to go up there with my kids and we're going to roll up our sleeves and do whatever work they need us to do. So uh, other than that, I'm flipping through, Jeremy. I think I covered everything for this week. Yeah. Other than Next. that, you know, now that we're ending, since we just ended um, Veteran Suicide Month, it doesn't stop. If you need help, please ask you know, we've, we've lost some people in the recently in the past and in the past. And, you know, it, 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 especially when it hits home to some people you may know, or people you've met recently, don't hesitate to reach out because now it's, it's never when it's, if you get the chance, or I'm sorry, it's not, if you get the chance, it's when you get the chance, when you can reach out, please. Absolutely. Um, it, it's, it's your duty. And I ask that question a lot when we go on uh, interviews. I say, when does, or, or does a, a veteran's duty, are veterans obligated to check on each other, to still service? Yes. Does their watch ever end? And you get a bunch of different answers, but I would say, um, no, I say it's always, always on your mind. Um, I want to pull up, here we go. We'll just do, we'll do, do you know what? I, 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 I actually just not tweeted. I talked to, to Ray Lott, the Marine rapper. We will end the show with the Marine rapper. So as soon as I get that ready, can you hear it at all? Hey, there's me. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I'm screwing this all up. Sorry, Ray. Here we go. And Jeremy, just take us out. Uh, turn off the broadcast. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Two Thursdays. We'll see you in two weeks. I don't know what date that is. <laughs> <laughs>